0: Crystal Siracus, welcome to Off the Page, the show featuring good books and good conversations with authors from our own region and from around the world. My guest today is Endwell author Jennifer D. Bockel. She's the author of many romance novels, and she's a member of the Romance Writers of America. Her latest book is Colton's Rogue Investigation, part of the Coltons of Colorado series. She joins me today to talk about her new book and about the business of writing romance. Jen, thank you so much for talking with me today.
1: Oh, Crystal, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Your new book, which I loved, is oh, Colton's Rogue Investigation. So can you tell us a little bit about it?
1: So sure, thank you. It's, um, so it is part of the Colton's continuity And um, I love whenever I can get an opportunity to work on a continuity because it's a 12 book series. Each book is written by a different author. The um, romantic suspense editorial team comes up with an overarching story. And then they um, have a different romantic suspense for each book. And um and everybody is part of this Colton family, and I would love to see the Colton family tree because everybody's like a navy seal or a marshal or and they're all gorgeous or they're the DA. And but anyways, so this one is set in Western Colorado, and it is 12 siblings who grew up in Western Colorado. And one thing that I personally loved about this book is I grew up in Western Colorado. Blue Larks, for the town where it's set, it uh, doesn't exist, but it's based very loosely on the place that I grew up, which is Grand Junction. My mother worked for the Bureau of Land Management my entire childhood. She was actually a geologist and a paleontologist. And um, her second husband was actually in charge of the Mustang Roundup. So like it was it was just kind of, you know, it was nice to like sort of revisit some of those memories of my childhood. Some of um, even Gavin, who's the hero, like some of the stuff where like football is king and and friday night you know the friday night lights was very very true when when i was growing up and um as teenagers we would go out to like the airport and and, and it's you know it's high in desert and, and and we would sit and watch the the planes land at night so i was definitely able to draw a great deal of my personal life which doesn't always happen in a book especially You know, one that kind of gets assigned to you, like the writer is always, you know, a part of each character, but it was just like lined up so perfectly with, you know, my, my formative years.
0: That sounds amazing and and a little bit scarily coincidental to kind of get this, uh, this plot assignment and setting and you're like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, yeah.
1: I Actually, I was looking through it, and I I read, and I was like, oh, my God.
0: So tell us a little bit about your two big characters in this book, Jackie and Gavin.
1: Yeah. So again, it's a family of 12 children. And, and, And again, like when I got my notes on the story, he was described as the black sheep of the family. And in the book, there's a ton of twins and triplets. And he is one of the few single births and he's sort of towards he's not like the baby but i think he's he might be in fact he might be child number 9 so he um he definitely felt like he got lost in the shuffle as a kid and um and then i also kind, and as i as i kind of you know wrote the the book and and learned more about him i realized he's much more of um Probably an introvert, and 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 wants more peace and quiet. And then growing up in a house with like eleven siblings is just like was it was too much for him. Which is maybe another reason, you know, why he's the black sheep. Like everybody else's, it seemed like was very like the characters are very gregarious and very social. And so he was interesting. And also, Crystal, you, I'm sure you like this. He was a podcaster. And um, does a did a true crime podcast, and and has you know like a little bit of celebrity. He you know as a it's a, a popular podcast. He had you know he dates models. He he's mm-hmm. doing well enough that he has homes in Chicago and Manhattan, and he's come back to Colorado because his father had been a judge. And had had been on the take, had, had sold some um, or accepted money for to let some people off, had, you know, I, I feel like he, he worked with a prison, to like a private prison to put people in jail. And so um, the, and, and he ended up um, nothing nefarious, but he died when Gavin was a kid. So mm-hmm. Gavin's trying to like make sense of what his father was doing. So he's come back to Blue Larkspur to do this investigation, and his family is very much against it. And and so he definitely has a lot that he has to come to terms with. And then and, and then oh and then, and then
0: he meets Jackie. And then
1: he meets Jackie, and then Jackie uh, comes on to the scene. And she actually is a wildlife biologist with the Bureau of Land Management. She's in charge of this herd of wild horses in um, Western Colorado. She gets a tip off that that something is is going on with this herd. So she goes to Blue Larkspur to check it out. She immediately is sort of in, in like low key danger. She gets pushed off the side of the road. And um, Gavin happens to come along and um, and, of course, she's a huge fan of his podcast. She asks for his help. He needs a new story. They kind of work out a little bit of a uh, an agreement that like he'll he'll help her sort of look into this, see if if he can help her figure out if the herd is in danger, what kind of danger they're in. So she comes back with like an actual report versus sort of rumors or whatever that maybe would make herself look worse and and if there is a story he gets to do a podcast and then mm. uh they you know over the next few days uh all okay all, there's all sorts of chaos that happens but during the chaos they you know develop their romance so so it was a fun book to write um and I'm glad you like it
0: I did. I did. You know, I'm fascinated by, you know, the shared series that, you know, authors share with characters. What are some of the challenges in writing that? Because I'm imagining that there's got to be some sort of a series Bible that you have to adhere to with details, right?
1: Correct. Correct. So there is actually a series Bible with uh, details you have to adhere to um the more of these that i do the better i get at sticking to the story the first couple i was like oh this would be awesome and i would i would put something in because i'm like oh this is a great idea but it just doesn't fit with the you know the the scene that i came up with would uh change the trajectory of somebody else's story or it doesn't fit with like a story that came before mine so you do have to stick closely with what you're, what you're given and, and working. And, and I tend, you know, I have a, a few other series that I've written that have, you know, been my, you know, my idea. And, and so I can, I can do what, you know, I can change things along the way. And, um, and it, it was, I, I definitely, uh, have stepped out of the line, we'll just put it in that way, and had to, you know, come back and, and edit myself back into the correct story path. Huh. And um and that, you know, I'm always like, I mean, I've heard it, it. <laughs> but, but <laughs> it is, you know, it is part of a, a larger story and, and you have to be, you know, true to the, to the, uh, again, the story Bible and, and all the other right. books leading up to mine and then those that follow.
0: Right. I think I think writing any story is like putting a puzzle together, but just right. this seems like, you know, taking that to the next level yeah, yeah. in some ways.
1: Yeah. In in some ways you're absolutely right.
0: Now there I know that there are different you know, kinds of romance novel, there's all these kind of industry terms for them. This particular book is labeled as romantic suspense. So I'm curious, what are the challenges in marrying romance with suspense in this particular genre?
1: So it's getting the correct um, romance and suspense and I would say it's probably like a 65 romance to 35 suspense or maybe 60, 40. It's hard to get that, make sure that like it is a romance. And I tend, as um, my first drafts, tend to be much more suspense heavy. So I have to go back in and um, and as I do subsequent rewrites, you know, let the the hero notice the heroine and let the heroine notice the hero and let the um the romance develop but it's not it's not something that i necessarily put in my first it's not my first inclination my first inclination is you know car chases and crime scenes and <laughs> and all this other you know kind of fun stuff and um in fact i've had uh I wrote a a different series that had a female serial killer and she was a fascinating character and um i had my my editor more than once say like you know you're you're right she is fascinating we gotta dial her back and um (laughs) and it was actually it was helpful to have um to have her say like you know no more than 30% can be the villain. Like you, you know, if you have, you know, how many ever, if I had 30 scenes in a book, you know, 10 of them can be the villain and that's it. And um, they're in the villain's point of view. So it was kind of nice to get that like hard guideline. But, um, but yeah, I definitely, as, as an author, I'm more drawn to the suspense and I have to go back in. And weave the uh, romance in, but but I am also more of like the things I write first tend to be like action and dialogue, and then there's you know some description, some emotion, but like those are the things that I I definitely have to like yeah. go back and add in.
0: Yeah, I love I love talking about the process. Oh, you know, with with romance as a genre in particular. Correct. Um, there are rules, not only imposed, I think, by editors and publishers, but also there are certain expectations that readers have for romance books. Can you talk a little about that?
1: Sure. So we definitely have to have a happily ever after, or at least a happily for the moment ending. You can't, you know, you can't have these two people have this grand adventure and then Choose to go their opposite ways. Um, So that's the biggest thing. I think um, one thing I have noticed that has changed since I started publishing is I think the heroines are getting stronger. They're not just like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I think a lot of the books you would find would have the, you know, the damsel in distress kind of thing. And I do like that the heroines are t- or heroines are taking more of um, agency in their own stories. Um, but yeah, so the ab- you absolutely have to have like a happily ever after. There is, in fact, if any of your listeners are, are wanting to write romance and thinking about those certain beats that you want to have, like you want to have um, an introduction of the hero, an introduction of the heroine, um, and and I tend to introduce the story problem with one of them when they're introduced or, or two, like with the Colton's rogue investigation, there's sort of two problems. And when you get introduced to both characters, you get introduced to, you know, to both storylines and then you have a meet cute, and then you have them kind of noticing each other. And then you have reasons they shouldn't get involved. And then you have you know, that first touch and that first kiss. And and um, I tend to put like a love scene about halfway through the book. And then there's a reason why things aren't going to work out. And then with romantic suspense, like everything sort of falls apart at, um, you know, the romance is sort of like, oh, things aren't going to work out. And then, you know, maybe the they get kidnapped or... Um, or, or the heroine gets kidnapped and the hero has realized, oh, he, you know, shoot, I gotta go get her. And and when he realizes that she's in, in jeopardy, which I guess is sort of in damsel in distress, but when he realizes, oh, she's in jeopardy, he, he realizes also that how much she meant to him. And when she realizes that she's in jeopardy, she realizes, oh, I shouldn't have been so quick to, um, turn away from this opportunity of love although there's usually reasons why they both do but if anybody is um interested in writing a book can i give a, a shout out to a writing book that i love
0: yeah absolutely so
1: it's called um romancing the beat so and it does kind of go into like you know you need beats in in the story there are scenes that you need to hit but it's called romancing the beat by gwen hayes and um uh and every time i write a new book I, and it's a it's a short book it's an easy read i'm a gen xer it kind of um t- and it uses uh music from the 80s for um to illustrate points so i appreciate that it's written in a very conversational style i sit down every single time i start a new book and I remind myself of like, what are the beats that I need? But again, for me, it's because, you know, I'm always like the action and the suspense is what I'm going after. So I do need that like constant reminder of what mm-hmm. makes a good romance.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing to me. Um, listeners may not know this, but romance is the best selling genre of books It is with nearly one and a half billion, and that's with a B yeah. dollars in sales a year. So what is one misconception about being a romance author that you want to put to Uh-oh. rest right mm-hmm. here and now?
1: Mm-hmm. You know as as far as being a romance author i do find so this is one thing i always find interesting so i the books definitely are spicy i mean you you read the one so so like the 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 um love scenes tend to be fully formed we'll just put it that way so they are a little on the spicy side but they're like they are exciting and there is violence and i always find it interesting when somebody reads one of my books and they're like ooh la la, that's, you know, so scandalous. But then there's like all this violence in it. And nobody ever is like, oh, you know, you know, like, you must have a violent side to yourself, which I don't. But I do find it always interesting that people, people tend to read the the books. And then because they are sort of spicy, they assume they know things about me that I'm not sure that they do do and and they also Uh, have to share with me that they think they know these things oh dear (laughs) like you do get like oh I read your book my goodness it made me blush I can't even you know if I see your husband in church I'm not going to be able to look him in the eye like things like that you get
0: oh my goodness
1: (laughs) like (laughs) oh you know and and you know and then you but and and it's And then, you know, but there's all this violence in it and nobody's like, uh, we need to get a cadaver dog in your backyard like nobody's ever said that which (laughs) don't you don't nobody needs to do that but I do find it interesting that like, you know they they get like my books, my books do tend to you know they're very sexy but. If, if there is, you know, violence in them, it t- like a, a fight scene or whatever, it does tend to also be fully explored. And nobody's ever been like, you know, I can't cut in front of you at, in line at Wegmans because you're gonna like, you know, attack. <laughs> nobody's ever said that. But, but they are always like, oh, I know something, like, I know your secrets. No, you don't. I like I've published 20 books. Everybody like if this is a secret, it's a horribly kept secret. You know, <laughs>
0: so. You know we're, we were talking a little bit. We were talking a little bit about how, you know, the women in romance has changed yes. over the past few years. Are you also seeing a change just in terms of representation? You know, there are more same-sex romance (laughs) books these days. There are more, you know, a real push for diversity and representation in this. Are you seeing changes within the industry as a whole?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'm so happy for it because, like, I think in all, um, in, in in every form of entertainment, movies, books, whatever, like, we want to see ourselves correct like that's why we pick up a book because like we can escape into the book because we can maybe see ourselves as that if it's romance it tends to be read by women although not exclusively but like you can relate to that that character so like and everybody deserves love everybody deserves a happily ever after it shouldn't just be like 25 year old cisgendered heteronormative caucasians you know like i think i think we need all ages i think we need couples from all um you know genders i think we need couples from all races ethnicities religions so i'm so happy that it's starting to change in fact um i'm a member of romance writers of america and i'm president of Age to Perfection, Seasoned Romance Writers of America, which is a bit of a mouthful, but we um, we we promote the age category of seasoned romance, which if you want to think about it as being the opposite side of the coin of young adult, so, you know, like teenagers, like these are characters that are above 35, which is sort of, I think, a low cutoff, but 40, 50, 60 year old heroes and heroines. And then, you know, the romance reading public is aging. Um, In fact, I think the last I heard 35 is the average age for a romance reader. So as they, you know, we, we do want to write about like younger heroes and heroines and because you want to like continue to grow your market but if you only write about like eighteen-year-olds or twenty-three-year-olds, you won't. Like, what do you have to say to somebody who's in their fifties or in their sixties? So, um, I'm always happy. In fact, I have a new series coming out, and I sent my um, uh, my proposal to my editor. And the first hero and the first couple are like mid-thirties. The second couple are mid 40s and then the third couple, um, the woman is older than the man and she's in her early 40s and he's in his upper 30s. And I'm like, ooh, I'm being sneaky because I'm giving them older couples and and then, but Harlequin was actually looking to, you know, have older couples in, in their books. And I'm like, oh, I just timed it right, I guess. <laughs> but, um,
0: <laughs> Harlequin is your, Harlequin's your publisher. Harlequin a is my out.
1: publisher, correct. Yes, I write for Harlequin right. Romantic Suspense. And so, um, yeah, so they, they were looking for, um, you know, characters that are a little older. They're accepting um LGBTQIA+ plus characters which I think is great um and then you know diversity in um diversity and always because again like everybody wants to see themselves on the pages of a book and a TV show and a movie and um and I think you know there again everybody deserves love everybody deserves a happily ever after and um And I'm proud that Harlequin is um, is actively looking for those different stories or for for stories of all kinds, not different stories of all kinds.
0: Right. So we're just about out of time, but I want to know what's coming up next for you.
1: So in um, November, I have a Christmas book coming out, although it's a Christmas romantic suspense and it's um, Texas Law Undercover Justice. And um and I do love writing Christmas books even if it's got like a serial killer and you know uh and they're you know lost in, in the middle of a hurricane like I I love all of these. I love all Jen, of Jen, I these.
0: I think I think you're my kind of twisted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love like it was you know it, it and it was kind of fun because these two characters in this book um are it's Claire and Isaac and they're both definitely lost, so it's sort of nice. And and, and then they, re, you know, they're they're lost emotionally, and um and Claire is actually a little bit lost physically, but it's nice that like, you you know, I was able to bring in some of that holiday spirit, which which became a little um, bitter because you know they're both in the not in a great place in their lives. And then as they start to come together, you know, it was nice to to be able to bring that in. But um, but yeah, so I have that book coming out and um, it comes out actually the end of October. I think October 29th is the release date. And it's for the, um, you know, November romantic Right. Sequence. Yeah, that's just how the. Well, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to reading it. Oh, good. I'll I'll get you a copy.
0: I'll, I'll, thank you so much yeah. for talking with me today,
1: Jen. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was great. Have a great day.
0: Jennifer D. Bockel's latest book is available now. You can find out more on her website at jenbocal.com or follow her on Twitter at Jen Bockel. Coming up next week, I talk with Greg Melville. His new book is called Over My Dead Body, Unearthing the Hidden History of America's Cemeteries. It's a fascinating look at the history of some famous and not so famous graveyards in the United States. But beyond that, it's a discussion of race, culture, the environment, poetry, and more. It's going to be a really great conversation, and I hope you'll listen. Off the Page is a production of WSKG Public Media. I'm your host and producer, Crystal Sirakis. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time we go Off the Page.